0: Time for a little shakeup on the Life of an Average Joe podcast, moving some things around. Um, You know, my originally slated interview today, I'm pushing that episode back till next week. Uh, So just bear with me. That's the great thing about being ahead of the game. You can shuffle and nobody cares, maybe except for the people that are involved. But I wanted to do this. Um, I recorded this for later on in the month and I'm bringing it up now instead so I kind of had to re-record a few things and add some st- stuff to this actual episode. Um, it's about accountability. And before I get started, I want to say thank you. I received a lot of emails um, because I played my—I finally did the email episode—and I got a lot more emails. So don't worry, I'm going to try to do a. <laughs> well, I don't want to say every month. Some months, look, I got too many important episodes to do. And I can't get to an email episode, but I'm going to try to do an email episode every other month, um, or maybe even do some lives on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram to answer some of those emails. So if you're not following me on those platforms, you should, because I do a bunch of different stuff on there. But this week, I had to go back. So this is actually pre-recorded and new recorded. Is that is that proper English? New recorded? I don't know. And it's about accountability. And there's just been a lot that has been weighing on my mind as far as accountability goes. And I haven't always been good at accountability. I'll admit that. I haven't always been good at being accountable for my words, my actions, my lack of actions, my choices. I've either realized that I've done them, made those choices... And figured I'll just work around those choices to correct the whatever or to make a better decision or what have you. Really stupid. For too long, if you want me to be 100% truthful with you guys, for too long I did that. I catch myself now not nearly as much because I want to be better for my son because he cannot do that. He needs to know just how important it is to be accountable for your decisions in life. For the rights and the wrongs and the errors and the mistakes and the good and the bad and all that crap. And that sometimes being accountable means taking the fall, taking the hit, taking the loss, whatever. It it means taking the credit, whatever that may be. Recently... Look, I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you right now. I took a day away from work. I was mentally fried. I can't afford to do that. I have responsibilities. This was not a planned day, so god forbid if anybody from my work listens to this show, I don't really care. Actually, I think they know. The people that need to know know. So whatever. It is what it is, but I did. I was fried. I didn't. I hadn't slept well. I had a lot of things on my mind. I needed to get stuff done, and it was weighing on me. And this wasn't like, "Well, I need to record a TikTok." No, this is not. I'll just do that at work. This was real. I needed to make phone calls. I needed to do emails. I had things related to the book. I had things that had to get done, and my window of opportunity was disappearing. And some people might say, Brandon, what's more important than work? Well, everything's more important than work. Okay, all work does is pay the bills. And that's vastly uh, huge in my life. Vastly wasn't the word I was looking for. That's massive. That's important. Bills being paid, food on the table, gas, clothes, school supplies. That is important. That's so important. But it's not life. And I will say that to my son when he has to make those decisions to go to work. Yeah, money for him and everything I just named is more important than anything, but work is not important. I mean, let's think about it for a minute, guys, before we get on this accountability kick. You have a few hours when you get home, typically from your job, whatever that job may be, to unwind, to eat, shower, do your errands, or hang out with your family, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your loved one, your kids, whatever, just so that you can rest to get up and go to a job that 90% of you don't like, and you're getting underpaid for to do it all over again. So you can make money for somebody else and they can give you crumbs and you can be thankful for it. That's what a job is, right? And you might be saying, Brandon, that's a really negative way to look at things. And I, I'm I'm being, I'm being that way for a reason because that's how most of us feel. It is. So no, your job is not important. The most important thing in your life and it never should be. But I took a day and I knew that when I came back the next day, I was going to have a lot to deal with, but I chose to do that. I was accountable for my actions. And you have to be. And I wasn't always. But I started to question things and it really, this kind of came up multiple times. So it's been an issue. I was actually going to get uh, Travis Patton Sr. on here from Tell Me Something Good, TMG, to join me in this conversation. But because I've moved things around and I've edited out and edited a couple things out and added it in, like this part. I needed to do it by myself, but I was talking with several people over the course of the last few months, random conversations about life and work and podcasting and kids and music and movies, you know, everything, just normal stuff. And I started to think about everything that is going on with my son as he grows. And I started to think about it with other kids and people. One of the biggest things that I've noticed in our world is the lack of accountability. And nobody's holding anybody accountable for very much. I mean, look at it. Look at our politicians. Unfortunately, yes, I'm sorry, I'm bringing them up. I don't want to, but I am. They literally can do what they want. Sure, somebody could be like, well, look at what's going on with Trump. You know, the Fed's raided his place. I don't care. Do you guys think that Trump's going to go to jail? Stop it. Do you guys think he should? Okay. I don't care what you think. He's not going. Nothing's happening, guys. Nothing will happen. Whether he did, didn't, do, did too much, it doesn't matter what side you're on. He's not going to jail, guys. Get over it. Because if history has taught you anything, it's it's to tell you that these politicians have created a world for themselves that they don't live by your and I's rules or government, our own government. They don't even live by their own set of rules that they implement, that they pass so they can take a photo op for. They don't. But look at them. Nobody is willing to admit the mistakes that anybody has made from a presidency. And I'm not just talking the last like two presidents. I'm talking history. Nobody, it's gotten worse, but in general, they're not coming out there saying I made a mistake unless they're forced to. And then they have some 20 year old kid write up an apology that they read five minutes before they they go on the air. They don't mean it. Thoughts and prayers. That's the thing, thoughts and prayers. That's like when somebody dies and you don't know what to say and you say, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? You didn't kill them. You didn't make it happen. We just don't know what to say. So they say thoughts and prayers. But they sit there and they point the finger. Well, you know what? If the Democrats would do this and didn't do this, this might not happen. Well, if the Republicans would do more of this instead of this, this would happen. And they got us doing it. There's no accountability. Instead of saying, you know what, guys, we dropped the ball we suck. We got to do better. Let's go and actually do something. No, it's a continuous finger pointing game. I, I feel like preschoolers can be held responsible and hold ac- themselves accountable for more things than our corrupt garbage dump of a politicians like Ted Cruz, Governor Abbott, Pelosi, and I can keep going. Ted Cruz, the biggest clown that I have seen in years, sits there and belittles his constituents. He belittles people that potentially vote for him. Oh, well, these lazy, slacker baristas don't want to pay off their student loans. Their loans that they took out, they don't want to pay them off, so they want the government to wipe them and wipe their debt away. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe in wiping the debt away of student loans. I don't. You guys want to talk to me about it off the air? We can. It's accountability. You took the loan out. Pay it. I I don't know what to tell you. Now, do I agree that these schools and these loans that keep getting sold to other to other companies and agencies and they attack on these fees—that it's bullcrap. Yeah, I got an idea. Why don't we attack the fact that it's so expensive to get a education these days? Why don't we Why don't we attack that so that these kids don't have to pay five hundred dollars for a frickin' book? That's the real issue. Why don't you attack the fact that these companies are trying to make more money off their loans just so they can buy another yacht or so the president of some Ivy League school can go to another country and do bad things with a minor? Why don't we talk about that? But no, I don't think that student debt should be erased. Any of it. I, I think that there's a bigger issue at hand. I think that's just, that creates a bigger problem, but I digress. But it's accountability. But Ted Cruz bashes them. Slacker barista. So not only did you just put down every single person that works at a coffee shop that you go get your coffee for before you jump on a plane to go to Cancun and run away from your problems in your own state, you name call and he has done this time and time again. So instead of, instead of saying, hey, I disagree with this because this is what I think maybe we need to attack this solution. No, he points the finger. Well, Biden this and Biden this and the Democrats this and slackers this and whatever. What? And they're supposed to be the leaders of our country, of our city, of our, of our state. No accountability. And it rolls downhill. Think about your job, for example. I have to get off politics because I'll keep bashing, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to make this a political show. But think about your job. How many of you work for a boss or an owner or whatever? Somebody in a higher position than you that makes excuses for everything. Doesn't problem solve, but makes excuses. Well, you know, we've been short help. We've been short staffed. I've been trying to hire people. And uh, the only ones I'm getting are these, you know, not so good employees. And then it makes us even shorter. So it puts more work on you guys. How many of you have heard that or at least read that, read about that? But yet that, that owner or that boss is nowhere to be found. When you're short staffed because someone's sick, your short staff because you just don't have the staff because that's the plague that's going on right now. And I'll tell you why it's going on right now. In a minute. And your boss is nowhere to be found. And he's putting three, four jobs on one person who was hired to do one job. You want to know why everybody's silent? Silent quitting? That's why. And I've heard people say, no, no, you got to bust your butt and prove yourself. No, you don't. Not anymore. You know why? Because everybody has for so long and it's gotten them nowhere. So those people that believe in working hard and working their way up, I do. Because I've done it. I've gone to a job as a server when I was qualified for the general manager position and a month later I was running it. Because I showed them what I wanted and took it. I came in to work part-time just to make some money because the world was upside down. And then I moved up and took what I wanted. But the reason that people are fed up and silently quitting is because those bosses are not holding themselves accountable for what's happening. Crap rolls downhill. If you don't have any staff and then the staff you do have is tired and beat up and one of them's maybe sick or on vacation and you are the big wig of this chain, restaurant, whatever, you need to bring your happy butt in there and do something. If you're the general manager of a restaurant and you're short-staffed and your kitchen is, is, is is doing fine, but your bar's failing, then you better bring your happy butt behind the bar and do something, not sit there and go, you know what? I'm going to need you to work uh, three doubles. And um, yeah, sorry. You just got to be here from open to close. I know you got a family and you're dying and you're sick, but you know, I just got to work 36 hours straight. Okay. You know, and whatever. And I'm just going to expect that. Now, because that's the norm, because everybody has accepted the fact that the world is short-staffed, they're just going to pile on. Let me make something real clear. There is no staffing issues. The issues are created by the owners, the CEOs, and the bigwigs, and the management. There's a staffing issue because they will not give more than the crap pay and expect you to bleed and die and crucify yourself for these companies. So people that I have half a brain look at that and go, nah, I'm not going to go in and make $11 an hour and do three people's jobs and be tired and barely make it in this world when I can go to one job that kind of sucks but is at least is paying me 15 or 14 They ain't going to do it. There's no staffing issues. There's an accountability issue in corporate America, in these restaurants, in these businesses, bakeries, gas stations. That's the problem. Accountability. And nobody's doing anything about it. They're just pointing the finger. What is that doing to the society that we live in? And what is that doing to our kids? Because there's no accountability, there's none. These kids go out there, and this is what made me start to think about it. I was watching Woodstock 99, the documentary. What a great documentary, by the way. If you've not seen Woodstock 99, watch it. If you're familiar with the story, watch it anyways. If you're not familiar with the story, I encourage you to watch it. And I remember when Woodstock 99 took place. And I remember the lineup how sick it was and how MTV was, you know, they were going to do it on pay-per-view and, and I almost went. Thank God I didn't go. But it was a disaster. And I'm not going to go off on, on why and all this, but I'm, I'm watching this documentary and I'm seeing the corporate greed come in. By the way, one of the people that was on the board for Woodstock 99 was the original guy who created Woodstock back in the day, and he did it for peace and love. And No, he is a greed monster. Don't let him fool you. He may look like a hippie, and he may act like a hippie, but he didn't care, and he set that festival up for failure, and so did the corporate bigwigs who cut corners, cut costs, and ultimately came out, and they said it. We just wanted the money. And to this day, years later, they still don't hold any accountability for the destruction the way the people were treated, the rapes, they don't hold any accountability for it. Now, is there an element that is not their fault? Sure, but had they put those things and implemented the proper basic needs of a festival in place, some of this stuff might not have happened. But anyway, and I'm watching that and I'm going, oh my God, this is corporate America just bombing again. But it goes beyond corporate America. I started to watch the bands and you've got bands like Rage Against the Machine, Kid Rock, Corn, Limp Biscuit. I forgot who else. Those were like, I mean, obviously offspring was there, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Willie Nelson, stuff like that. But that that element, this was back in '99. When you looked at what rock was doing in '99, that alternative crossed into the hard metal rock wasn't metal but you know what I mean it was the harder alternative the rage against machine the corn Limp Biscuit were huge despite how dumb Fred Durst is Limp Biscuit was huge and how annoying his music was look at one point I liked him but I don't know if I liked him or I just liked the vibe because I saw them on the family values tour twice and now I can't stand Limp Biscuit. like even the songs that I used to like I'm like good god this is crap But I love corn back then. You know, what Jonathan Davis did and what he wrote about and how he delivered on stage is unreal. But when you look at what they were putting into the festival in the heat, you've got a quarter of a million people, if not a million people there, that are paying a ton of money, that are hungry, that are tired, that are full of testosterone, full of energy, full of just youth angst plus the, the vibe of a festival. And you decide, you know what? all these things happening, but we're going to put Corn on stage and Corn's going to do what Corn's going to do. And they erupted. And then you're going to go in and go, we're going to give Rage Against the Machine. Well, take it from me, from a guy who went to a Rage Against the Machine concert and got his earring ripped out and almost my ear ripped off, blood everywhere. I know what Rage Against the Machine can do. And I know what that mob mentality can do. And I am not bashing Rage Against the Machine. I love them and I love Corn. But when you have that many people that are hyped up, you control the masses. And then you bring out Limp Bizkit. There was no downtime. They literally just kept on fueling the fire. And then Fred Durst literally was having them tear it down. He controlled the stage and he didn't care. He didn't care. And some people can be like, well, that's that's what Fred Durst is supposed to do. That's what Limp Bizkit is supposed to do. They're supposed to rock. Yeah, but... When you see a crowd that is destroying things and people are fighting and passing out, you have an obligation. You are an accountability for, their, for something. To sit there and slow it down, to get on the mic and say, stop. But Fred Durst poured the gasoline on the fire and walked away. And it got me thinking about that music, you know. What does music and certain things do to people my age, if I'm rocking out, but what about the youth? By the way, don't ever let me say youth again. The kids. I'm not one of these guys that's like, we must protect our kids. Let's put that explicit lyric sticker all over the place. No. But I do think we as parents and we as adults do have an accountability to our children to not let them see certain things at a certain age because their brains can't handle it. That's really true. They are not fully developed to comprehend what the words are, what they're feeling. They don't know their feelings yet. It's like when it comes to swearing. You might be able to tell your kids that you can't say that because it's a bad word, and, and but yet adults can. Their brains can't comprehend that. And you can sit back and say, well, it doesn't matter as long as they know they can't say it, but it does matter because now they're going to be constantly desensitized to those words over and over and over again. And those words are, are, you're going to take the power away from those words. And in some instances, that's okay. But in other instances, I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's okay to take power away from certain words because that's what makes those words have an impact that's what tells that kid like oh you don't want to say f because oh f should when that kid says f for the first time and they will should be like a lightning bolt if the parents hear it or if they say it like did i just shoot a gun i remember when i first started swearing a lot i would record it on on a tape player (laughs) like an idiot and we would record it and then me and my buddies and then play it back Sometimes we would do these pranks where we would record it and then play it back as people walk by, you know, hide behind a trash can or a bush, or play it back. And they didn't even have good speakers back then. So for all I know, half the time they didn't even hear it. But I remember hearing the F-bomb come out of my mouth for the first time. Freedom, you know, just freedom. And I was like, Ooh, I'm, I mean, I'm out, I'm outside. I'm well away from my house and I'm looking around like, anybody hear that? Am I about to get grounded? (laughs) <laughs> and trust me i had a mouth and for some of you that know me you know when i swear a lot but i'm way better than i used to be good god but doesn't matter if we tell the kids that those words are for adults or let's be real guys are they really for adults d- it, d- i mean let's think about that logic there does it get just because you're an adult you get the car blanche to drop f-bombs no it might be more "quote unquote" acceptable, but you can't go to a coffee shop. I can't go to Summer Moon and order my coffee and start sitting here being like, "Yeah." And then this "effer mother effer" came to F and eff." Well, I mean, you know how many people are going to look at me? Why? Because you you're in public. So that should tell you that the words are not okay. I'm not judging anybody that speaks freely in their house. That's you. You do you. I'm just saying this is, we have to be accountable for the results and don't be coming down on your kid when he's 16, 17, dropping F-bombs because you, you raised him that way or her or what have you. Accountability. But I started to think about the music. There are songs that get me hyped up. But I know I'm not going to go down the streets and knock over a trash can and set on fire. I feel like that sometimes. But, but what about a kid? It's the same thing when he watches those shows or she watches those shows of violence. It's mostly with guys. I don't want to take anything away from girls. I've seen plenty of violent girls in my life. But guys, as we're growing up, that's what we do. We want to play army and adventures and fighting and, and all that but at what point is it too much you know my son when he says the word kill i don't like it i don't like it i said buddy you know cuz i cuz i want him to know what kill means i want him to never lose the power of what kill is kill if you say it right now just say it kill that is an intense word and I never want him to get numb to the idea of that word, kill, especially at the age of five. I want him to know we don't say, I kill you, I'm going to kill you. We don't say that. Look, and and it's hard when he's even watching Toy Story and Woody, he's like, I'm going to kill you, Buzz. Like, and we could be like, well, those are toys. It doesn't matter. He still means it the way he means it. And I'm not saying don't watch Toy Story. I'm just saying... You have to think about those things because we, they might go over our heads because we don't care anymore. We know it. But for a kid that's a sponge and that's soaking it up and processing it, he is going to play that way. I see him. We play zombies all the time. Well, Dad, you got to cut that zombie's head off. Well, good God, bro. I've never watched anything with you where you got to cut a zombie's head off. Even the weird, funny, like, he watches these stupid YouTube shows where these guys get paid way more than me, or at least have way more listeners and followers and downloads and sponsors than I do. And what they do is they have these Nerf gun battles with zombies. And it literally just looks like if I put on a mask and was attacking them. I mean, that's it. And they are I don't let them watch them all the time just because I, they're annoying, but every now and then dad, I want to watch this. And it's funny. Sometimes they're like, Oh my gosh, like one of the Nerf bullets got stuck in the mask and the guy started laughing. You know what I mean? Like whatever. But in, in those, they're not the ones that I've seen anyway. They haven't cut zombies' heads off, but he's like, Dad, let's play zombies. Okay, this time you got to crawl, and I'm going to cut your head off. And I'm like, um, I am a zombie fan, and everything you're saying sounds like something I should be into. But w- w- what? <laughs> you know, at what point, as a parent, do I say, man, I, without making him feel like he's doing something wrong, Dude, you got to be accountable and say, look, he can't go to school now and start going, yeah, we're going to play zombies on the playground. And I got in trouble because I tried to cut this uh, chick's arm off for pretend. Nowadays, they're gonna, you know, I'm going to be in there with five shrinks and state police and crap like that. So there's accountability. I was thinking about that music. Were those artists accountable? Was Fred Durst, should he be held accountable? Yeah, he should. Because let's not forget what happened just a couple years ago or a year ago with Travis Scott at the concert when he ignored what was happening and he was, he was sued by people because somebody died. When I watch bands like Nirvana and Kurt Cobain's on stage and he's playing the guitar and stops, starts looking at the crowd while he's singing, calls security, gets up with a guitar ready to hit a dude because he was grabbing on a girl. He saw it. When I'm watching the Dave Grohl Foo Fighters and I'm watching a, a bomb concert and it's packed and he calls this dude out, puts the spotlight who started the fight and kicks him out himself. Don't tell me that an artist doesn't have some responsibility. You know, when you are in a position like Fred Durst was at Woodstock 99, you see the fires, you see the destruction, you have an accountability to at least try to control the crowd. Try. When Gavin Rosdell of Bush came out, and they they came out right after Corn. And they got some rocking songs, but it's not corn rocking. He toned it down. He started off slow to mellow the crowd. And he talked about that. Why? Because he's got accountability. Nowadays, everybody's wiping their hands, pointing their finger the other way. Even schools. Let's look at the horrible shooting that happened in Texas. Yuvad. You you am I saying that wrong? Yoveda. Olveda Yuveda. I say it like an idiot, like I've never said it before. They fired the police chief. Why? Because of the way that he handled or did not handle the school shooting. Accountability. Now, don't get me started on that topic, but they fired him. But who else is accountable? Who else is responsible? The shooter's dead. And so are all the kids and the teachers. Too many people died that day. But what about the other police? And don't say they're just following orders. There are several police officers there. They could have ignored the orders and done what they want as human beings. And I'm not saying and blaming the police entirely, but they are accountable. They are the line of defense. They are there to serve and protect. Instead they ran and and hid. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have been scared, but they're hired to do this. That's what they do. Forget orders. You tell me to stand down and there's kids inside getting killed. Fire me. I would like to think I would do that. I really would. I'm not a police officer. I will never be. I don't have the testicular fortitude for it, and I don't want to do it. So there you go. I don't know because I'm not there. But after talking to other police officers that I do know, and they tell me, yeah, no way. That's not what we're doing. I'd like to believe that. Governor Abbott, where's the accountability on him? After that shooting, still preaching, don't take our guns. God guns Governor Abbott. That's literally something he said. In a tweet, California beat us in gun sales this month. Texas, we better step up our numbers. that's That's Governor Abbott. Meanwhile, how many school shootings are there? How many mass shootings are there? And that's what you want to do. It's literally a pissing contest. They're about to pull pull their pants down and compare sizes. That's what's going on down here. Oh, yeah, look at this right here. I'm gonna pull this out. You take a look at this. I mean, just wheel me over here and take a look. Accountability. There is none. And it's 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 bad because we can only be accountable for our own actions and our own choices and decisions. And yes, we cannot make anybody else accountable. Uh, That's not what I'm saying. But I think more people have to step up. Put the screen away. Put the phone away. Stop letting the schools raise your kids. Stop letting the politicians get you in such an uproar that you're pissed off and you're, you're pissed off at inflation. You can't stand the Republicans. You can't stand the Democrats. And you're just fighting, fight, and, but you're not doing anything. Look, look what's going on down there. What is it, Mississippi doesn't have water? They don't have water. They, have, they can't even flush a toilet. It is Mississippi, right? Somebody look that up for me. I do have somebody here, so they can look that up for me. I'm not just talking to my cat. But the governor, guess what? Has a private tanker truck full of water outside his mansion. Meanwhile, you've got bills being sent to people water bills and they can't even flush a toilet take crap and they're running out of bottled water but by all means joe biden please send some more billions of dollars that we don't have to the war in the ukraine meanwhile people in your own country ain't got bottled water but they're gonna have to pay a bill otherwise they'll never get their water turned on if it ever gets turned on i mean what is going on here accountability and we sit here and we take it. We shovel it, we feed, we spoon feed it in ourselves, we read the media, we, we are brainwashed and we allow it to happen. Vote them out. Take that tanker truck to the poorest neighborhood and give them water to bathe their babies and feed those children and feed them the nutrients they need in that water so they don't die. Screw the governor, vote him out. You got a you got an idiot. In Florida, shocker. That's going out there, literally, blatantly being racist. We're going to repeal, or I think it's repeal the Juneteenth, June tenth, Juneteenth. I can't talk June tenth <laughs> as a national holiday. We're going to get rid of it. Excuse me. It's always been something. You do know it's history, right? It's not. So, we don't need any more of this woke. It's not woke. It's actually history. Look, I, I, I'm, and there's people in the audience and I'm not talking like five. I'm talking hundreds clapping. It's a candidate for political party. I bet you can guess which one. Accountability, vote him out. Don't let him get power. If your schools are not teaching your kids properly, don't leave it up to the school to say, "Well, that's the way it is." I'm so sick and tired of hearing, "Well, that's the way it is" these days. The fact that my toddler has to have an active shooter drill is sickening. Now, do I yes, do I do I want him to have it? I mean, no, I don't want him to. But yes, and should he be taught that in the proper way for his age, yes, I want all those babies to be safe. Absolutely. But the fact that we are even talking about when that's going to happen, is not okay. But yet I hear from parents, adults, the media, anybody, well, that's the way the world is now. What do, that's not an excuse. That means that you have sat there and accepted it. You've accepted that that's the way the world is and you're not going to change it. That's what you said. You rolled over and you took it. And you said, it's okay. It's okay. That's the way the world is now. Just part of life. It's not okay. If we continue with that mentality and that attitude, where again, nobody's being held accountable for it, and then this other nasty stuff that's coming down the pipe in this world will win. It is not okay. Well, you know, that's just what girls wear these days. Half a cooter's hanging out. That's just the way it is. It's not okay. She's 13. Not okay. She might look like she's 18, but she's not. Put your cooch away. Why am I hearing grown women... Well, you know, I keep telling her she shouldn't wear it, but you know, what are you going to do? That's the trend. Well, the trend is also giving blowjobs in the back, in in the back of the schoolroom too. You want her to do that? It's not okay. Accountability. I'm not approved, dude. I'm not. I'm all for it. Look, I see a good looking woman. She's got, you know, stuff hanging out, whatever. Good. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. Thank you for that. But 13-year-old? Nah. Posting pics on Instagram. TikTok. Kids, right? No, not kids. You should be saying they're kids. Put some clothes on. I'm not saying you got to walk around and look like the handmaid's tale out there, but can we say the difference between a 13-year-old, 14-year-old looking like she's about to start OnlyFans and something that's a little more appropriate? No, she doesn't have to wear My Little Pony, for God's sakes. But there are plenty of 14-year-old girls out there that dress good, the trend, whatever, and they don't look like they're about to get trafficked. Same thing with the dudes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah guys be guys that's what they say guys over here talking trash i saw this kid in a store he had to be 14 and he's with two girls and another dude and they're just you know this store happened to be right by us you know a school they're probably walking home i'm assuming hey you're gonna buy me you gonna buy me something to drink you gonna buy me a soda and this girl's like no she's like my mom only gave me this and he's like oh you're a, i'm gonna swear guys he's like oh you're a bitch what? What'd you say? I looked at him like, now I'm watching their friends, right? You know, we all joke. And it's in that age where it's cool. It's cool. I can say it. It's cool. Accountability. That's a learned word. That's a learned behavior. Where'd they learn it from? Their friends? Cool. Then you're not doing a better enough job laying the groundwork for what's right and wrong. Accountability. And this kid goes, come on, it's only two bucks. Don't be a hoe. I looked at him. I said, When she gets older, she's going to knock you out. And the girl looked at me and I saw something in her eye. She was okay because she's playing cool, but she doesn't want to be called that. And the guy's like, What? We're friends. I'm like, Then act like it. Treat her like one. I'm not perfect, guys. I joke with my friends, I make some crude jokes sometimes. I probably... The, the train leaves the station a lot and it shouldn't. I understand that. And I've had to apologize a lot in my life. Matter of fact, recently I had to apologize because I made a joke. It was inappropriate. Even for me. I just couldn't help it. I thought it was funny. I don't know. Maybe it was the wrong time. I don't know. Like, had I done it, like, you know, at a different point in the conversation or another day, it would have been funny. But anyway, I apologized. But really, hoe and bitch in, like, two minutes... And if you're going to talk to her that way now, when you get older and you're in a relationship or whatever, is that how you're going to... I mean, come on. Even in my worst, and I've been a crappy boyfriend before, I don't sit there and be like, hey, what up, Hope? What up, bitch? I don't do that. Accountability. We just allow it to happen. We allow other people to dictate how we act, to take the blame, to take the fall, and we don't do it. And you know what? When it comes to our kids, guess who's to blame? You. Parents, society, people. I know it sounds unfair. Like, oh my god, the parents get the blame for everything and the kids have their own personalities. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they have their own personalities. And we don't want to we don't want to hinder that. We don't want to take that from them. But we want to guide them. We don't want him to make the same mistakes we do. Make new mistakes. That's what I've always said. I don't want my son to do the same crap I did. I want him to do something new at least. Because if he makes the same mistakes I did after I've been trying so hard, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) He's going to get in more trouble. At least if it's new, I'll be like, oh, thank God. But accountability, come on. We just sit there and we just, the parents have to be to blame. It's the same thing with like these the video games and stuff. Every single video game that's popular, if you look at it for the most, is all about killing. That's my uh, timer telling me to wrap it up soon. Do you like that, guys? I didn't think you could hear it, but I forgot how close it was to the mic. All about killing. And they get more detailed, and they get more descriptive, and the better of detail and the more realistic they are. I mean, think about Grand Theft Auto, how awesome that was. But you were literally stealing cars, selling drugs, pimping out hoes, punching hoes, punching hookers, drive bys, that mean what? <laughs> and I loved it. It was great. San Andreas, all the way. Great soundtrack. Me and my buddy Ken used to play all the time. I, b- I built up my dude to look like Suge Knight. It was great. It's not cool, though. Think about all these kids that are on gaming that's just tuned into this fake world. They have no idea how to deal with reality. They get so mad that they lose a game online that they pull this stupid thing, this this new, uh, I mean, it's it's newer, swatting. Have you heard of that? They literally do pull a swatting tactic, where essentially they send the swat over and the police over to somebody's house because they talk about either a, a you know active shooter, a terrorist threat, or somebody's got a gun, they're going to kill me, and they send it over to somebody's house. Matter of fact, there's a documentary on it on Netflix where this guy, the police went to somebody's house. It wasn't even anybody in the game's house; it was the wrong address completely. And they ended up, the cops ended up shooting somebody that had nothing to do with the game, had nothing to do with the call, and they killed this guy. Because these kids are so committed to the game and so removed from society and so removed from the real world, they don't know what to do. That's accountability. Where's the parents? well, you know, kids, they just play these video games. No, bro, because I see what it does to a toddler. I see the 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 addictive behavior and the enthusiasm and how enthralled he is that i you got to regulate those tabula, tablets and games and, and know what your kids are doing, man. And even then, I have to say, even then, you can do everything right and you just, you still don't know. There's still so much that you won't know or so much you can't know. I do know that. So I'm not sitting here blaming parents. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm the most perfect parent in the world because I promise you I'm not. I make mistakes on a reg. Ugh. And they're hard. But you have to own up to them and forgive yourself and move on. But there's, I'm just seeing it. And it's the results of it are scary. School shootings, how women are treated how girls are treated, how girls believe they're supposed to look and act and behave on social media, how girls feel like they got nothing else to do. So they're just going to sit there and start only fans and make a ton of money and think it's great. Meanwhile, they're like, well, nobody can see these unless they pay for it. Okay. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that and tell yourself that it goes away once you close your account down too. And look, there's some women out there that are listening to this that are making money, showing their stuff on OnlyFans, I'm not putting you down, dude. That's your choice. But also, to those some of those women out there, if you can if you sit there and you show off all your stuff, and you've got it to show, God bless you, and you you're like, hey. Don't look at me like this. This is just my business. And if I want to walk down the street this way, don't look at me this way. But please pay for my OnlyFans. Let me tell you something. You can stick it. I'm not saying that people deserve to catcall. Catcall. Ugh. Talk down to you or touch you or treat you inappropriately. No, never. But don't be a double standard and sit here and say, the only way you can see this is if you pay for it, but I'm going to show it to you for free as an advertisement so you can pay for it. But I'm not going to like the way you look at me unless you pay for it. Shut up. doesn't work that way. Sorry. Accountability. And if I just made some people mad, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, come on. But the world needs to be held accountable. We need to do better, guys, because this idea of, well, that's the way the world is now. You can say that about things. You can say that about some things. MySpace is gone. That's just the way it is now. You know, like, you know, oh man, remember when that used to be so popular? Yeah, it's just the way it is now. But even when it comes to gas prices, and I know they've dropped, but why are food prices through the roof? Well, it's just the way it is now. No, it's not. It's not the way it is. We are being groomed to allow it to be that way. Do something about it. Boycott that store. Boycott that product. Fire. Make them fire that CEO. Vote that idiot out don't vote that idiot in but instead oh well you know it's just the way the world is we just got to take care of our own and move on okay that's gonna really suck when things get real bad and i don't know if you guys are keeping an eye on things but they are if we don't get the zombie apocalypse soon i don't know what to tell you and they better not be those world war z zombies good god i run but i'm getting old man i can't do it give me the walking dead zombies I need the Walking Dead zombies. I don't need World War Z zombies or 28 Days Later zombies. No, 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 no. I need them slow, maybe kind of move a little fast when they're hungry hordes. I mean, I'm not saying I want to deal with it, but I got a better chance. If it's those World War Z zombies, holy, dude. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not using the same bolt, man. I can't run that fast. I'm just going to stay in the air or in the middle of the ocean. Can we just live in the ocean then? Because I don't think they can swim. Did you see that movie? It was crazy. Not a great movie, really, but good God, those things were brutal. Anyway, that's my accountability thing, guys. And in the end of this, yes, you can only be accountable for yourself and your actions. And you should should always do that. And I tell myself that. And it's a hard, hard thing to swallow sometimes. But just remember... That we cannot accept what we see as the way of the world. Because once we do, then it doesn't change. It just gets worse. So don't accept it. Do the right thing. Make the change and make people be held accountable in the best way that you can do. I'm not saying go punish her on people, but I'm just saying vote people out, vote people in. Go attend that school meeting, even if it makes you crazy, and say your piece teach the proper things to your children every day, even if they don't like looking at you because they, because they probably don't. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> Thanks for listening guys. I appreciate it. Next week. Come on back. I've got a great episode. Awesome. Special guest. Can't wait. Felt like Donald Trump down there. You should have saw my hands. It was embarrassing. Um, is that next week? No, no, no. no. I lied. I lied. I'm not sure what next week's show is. <laughs> it's the following week I got the special guest. Uh, but next week, oh yeah, I do know. Yeah, come back next week. Look, September is, is this is my time of year, guys. We're going into October and we are going into the best time of year, Halloween time. And I'm going to tell you right now, I got some great guests coming up on, on this show for September. And once October 1st hits, oh my God, doing some crazy stuff for Halloween. So continue to support and I appreciate you very much. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was very important for me to get it out there and really important to get that message out there. You know, there's just so much going on. And I think our eyes open up and sometimes they get cloudy and sometimes they get blurry. But I I think we, we focus in and we really see things for what they are. And one of the things I have to see for what it is is how grateful I am to my sponsors, especially Lucky 13s, tattoo aftercare they have been epic if you guys haven't checked out their profile their page anything on social media or don't know anything about them i highly recommend you go to the life of an average Joe click the link i talk all about it you get my discount coupon there they also have all kinds of new stuff for fall because as you know it gets a little bit drier in the winter and you've got to take care of that work of art that's on your arm body or other places so, don't forget to check them out. They have been great. They have been supplying me with so much merchandise and product. I, I just, my tattoos look great. And I can't wait to get more tattoos so I can use this stuff. So, don't forget to check them out on the Life of an Average Joe or Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare.com.